Welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Your hosts are here to speak the words of the spirits and answer your questions. Now, here are Connie and Barry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. I'm Barry Strom, your host. I want to welcome you to the most unique show on radio. I use my gift of spirit communication to talk to dead people and educate all who will listen to the miracle of the afterlife. We currently have over 500 videos on our YouTube channel covering all aspects of the paranormal and life after death. Channels in my name, Barry Strom. And I'm Connie Strom, your co-host. Last week, we had the honor of channeling Gene Autry, Roy Rogers, and Dale Evans. These three souls helped many in their lifetime and are an inspiration to anyone that listened to the show. It's available on the Voice America Archive. Today, we're going to focus our attention on depression and suicide. As you will hear, you should never, ever cut short your life plan. We will be interviewing Archangel Azrael, the angel that assists when you enter heaven, Naomi Judd, the country music star that took her life last year, and Robin Williams will return to speak of how taking his own life affected his soul journey in heaven. If you know anyone suffering from depression that you think might be considering suicide, please send them a link for this show. You know, when I speak to the spirits, sometimes I make mistakes, so it is a way of life with us. It's not an exact science, but we do the best we can to bring you the information. So please tell your friends about our show. I think they'll thank you for it, and it might even save their life. Our first channeling guest this morning will be the spirit of the Archangel Azrael. Often referred to as the Angel of Death, Azrael will help the soul to enter the dimensions of heaven at the time of death. The best way to defeat the fear of death is through the knowledge, and Azrael can answer your questions. Azrael, welcome back. What happens to the human soul at the time of death? Well, thank you for letting me come back again. This is a very serious subject, and as we watch from this side, we see many, many people that are very depressed, and we're seeing more and more people thinking of taking their own lives, and we have to do the best we can to try to talk them out of it. When a human soul passes, the soul energy leaves the incarnate body and passes into the dimension of heaven. As we've told you many times, human soul energy has everlasting life, never dies, goes back to heaven. It'll meet its family members that have passed before them, friends. It'll, it'll be a wonderful homecoming with nothing to fear, assuming the incarnate soul has lived a good life. It will spend some time in heaven and the guides will help make up a life plan for him, and that soul energy will return in an entirely different lifetime and an entirely different body. What will the human soul become aware of as it passes from the incarnate body? It's going to be aware that all pain will go away. It will often be able to look back and see the incarnate body that it, the soul energy has left. It will see angels that will help assist it 
to move across the border into heaven, it will see family members. What a soul believes it will see, we will try to make happen. We want that soul that is passing to be as comfortable as possible. We do not want it to have fear. We do not want it to refuse to move into heaven. It does. It can make a choice to remain soul earthbound if it so wishes, but we do not want it to do that. There's really no advantage to a soul remaining in the earth dimension. It needs to pass into the, the dimension of heaven and begin to prepare for its next life. What takes place when the human soul dies by suicide? The same process. The soul will leave and we'll be there to greet it. However, when a soul energy takes its own life, it has cut its life plan short. There are lessons that are defined in a life plan that have to be learned. When you take your life prematurely, those lessons have not been learned and they will have to be carried forward to the next life plan. Whenever a soul takes its own life, we rarely allow it to advance in the realms. When a soul takes its own life, it will be required to watch all the grief that it causes. And that is generally the biggest deterrent to a soul ever doing it again. The soul generally underestimates the grief that its suicide is going to create. Those that are left behind are broken. They suffer grief. They wonder if they could have done something to help to change the path that had their loved one take their own life. But the soul needs to watch the damage that they've done. And I can assure you that that is probably the hardest part of taking your own life. Those that have done it generally will never do it again. What are the implications when a soul creates suicide? Well, the implications are that they have not learned these lessons. It may be that at the end of their life, their life plan had a sickness in it that required the soul to learn how to handle those conditions. If that soul takes that life in advance, takes his own life in advance of his natural time of passing, then it causes his guides to reassess all of his future life plans. He may have created a karma by doing this. It's hard to tell. The circumstances are different for each individual soul. Do the guides punish the soul, the individual committing suicide? No, no, unless you want to call watching the grief a punishment, which in many cases it can be. Generally, the soul will remain in the same level it was when it left on that life plan. If it had led a very evil life, it's possible that it will be ta taken to a lower level. But the average human soul that creates its own death will not be punished by the guides. It's a decision it made. You see, human souls always have free will. 
we hope that you never use it to, to, to cut a life plan short, but you always have that choice. What happens to the soul as it enters heaven? It can depend on the on the soul. For instance, if you're an atheist, then it'll probably be a very simple entrance. You see anything that happens will be a surprise to your soul. So if if heaven was to be so it's grandiose as it can be, it could create a lot of pressure. You see, even though a soul is an atheist and doesn't believe in God, they're still treated equally. We do not want the soul of an atheist to be uncomfortable because that soul is going to live another life, and we don't want anything to be carried over in that life plan that will that will affect what the soul does in the future. How will that suicide affect the individual's future lives? Well, it'll have to it'll have to learn the lessons that it did not learn by cutting its lifetime short. It may create a karma. Perhaps his death caused grief so great that another individual created suicide. He will have to make that up to the person. Perhaps there are other implications of his suicide. You never really know until it happens, but the soul that takes its own life and cuts its life plan short is definitely going to have to make up for what it did. A life plan never includes suicide. A life plan may have different points in it where the soul can enter heaven and its life ends naturally. But when you take it upon yourself, then you are cutting that life plan short. Can a person that takes his or her own life advance when the soul returns to heaven? No, it would be very, very rare. Now, there is a possibility you know, a person does immense good with its life that has an accidental drug overdose or accidentally takes its own life, then it will not be penalized for that. It is possible, but it very, very rarely happens that a soul is allowed to advance in the realms of heaven when it cuts its life plan short. It is more probable that the soul just simply stay where it is. Quite often, a person in very deep depression takes his or her own life does the soul remain in a state of depression once it enters the realms of heaven? It is quite possible. A soul can become even more depressed when it sees the grief that it causes. Depression is a very, very terrible disease. It affects many, many people. It's included in many life plans as a challenge for that soul. Anyone that has depression should seek professional help they should avoid toxicity try to spend as much time in the outdoors as possible and do not put them into situations that will depress them further those that are living around a person with depression has got to acknowledge that that individual has an illness they need to not intentionally 
create situations that deepen the depression. They have to encourage the person to to get professional help and to follow the instructions. Depression can be very difficult. The drugs that often are given for depression can have side effects. It's if there's a way that an individual can live his life so as to depress the events that lead him into a deeper depression, he needs to do that. It's a very difficult illness, and it's a very difficult challenge. And in many instances, it does result in people just simply wanting to end their lives. It's very sad. Quite often, the members of the family that are left behind pray for that soul that has taken its own life. Can those prayers help the soul of the individual that has taken his or her own life? That's an interesting question. Generally, once that soul passes, it's going to be up to the guides or the angels to help that individual get over the depressions that can follow him once he enters heaven. The soul carries most of its characteristics in the beginning of its passing. It has to, as I guess the best way to, to phrase it is that the, the soul has to learn what the rules are back in heaven. The soul has been influenced by many things in that lifetime that caused him to to put his soul into this situation. The guides understand that, and the angels understand that. So they will take steps to try to assist that individual and to try to assure that they can get over the depressing thoughts or images that put them where they are. Prayers can help guide their guide the angels and the guides the spirit guides that will assist that soul. Keep this in mind. Prayers never hurt. They can only help. Is there anything else other than prayer that humans can do to help the soul that commits suicide? Once the soul passes, individuals in incarnate form can have some influence over them. They can pray to that individual, and they can speak with that individual. They can tell him that there are things that he is forgiven for. They can try to do the best that they can. Keep in mind that it's very difficult for anyone in incarnate form to understand the relationship with a soul that has passed just recently, that soul needs to overcome many things. We will do our best. Azrael is very good at that. I have my other angels that assist me. We may stay with and keep company with that soul. You can rest assured that we will do everything that we can to make that 
individual that has just entered heaven as comfortable as possible. Thank you, Ezreal. Uh, do you have a final message for us? Yes, I want you to understand, first of all, to never, ever take your own life. But there are people that will do that. Depression is a very, very difficult illness. PTSD, there are many reasons why individuals fall into a, a state where they simply lose the desire to, to continue to live their incarnate life. First of all, we will try to get the messages in their dreams or their subconscious to give them directions not to take that, not to take their own lives. But when they do, most of the penalties are self-inflicted. The soul has to watch the grief that it causes. We, we will do everything possible that we can do to help that soul adapt to heaven. The adaption process can take many of the year of many, many earth years. Keep in mind over here there is no time so that we will attempt to do the best we can. Our goal is to have that soul rehabilitated so that when it returns on its next life plan, it will not succumb to the same problems that it had in its, in its previous life. We want to assure everyone that there is nothing to fear in death. Death is a natural process. Death can be the finest day of your life. But for a person that's suffering, death is not the answer. You are given lessons that must be learned. When you cut those lessons short, you will simply have to learn those lessons in other lifetimes. The person that takes their life will, in almost all instances, not be allowed to advance in the realms and will have to relearn what they did. So thank you for allowing me to come through once more. I'm always available. I know the importance of trying to get my message to individuals. Thank you. Okay, let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to speak with Naomi Judd. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. 
Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. Here are your hosts, Connie and Barry Strom. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for tuning in. Please tell your friends about us. Where else can you hear somebody talk to a ghost? Next up, we're going to speak with Naomi Judd. Naomi was a country singer. In 1980, she and her daughter, Winona, formed a duo known as the Judds. Subsequently, was very, very successful. They won five Grammys, nine country music awards. She died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound in April 20. 22 i used to love listening to their music they had they had something very very special so naomi thank you so much for joining us i know this is not easy for you yes thank you indeed naomi you and your daughter when winona had an incredible singing career would you like to begin with a message yes i would i I truly love my daughters. They were the most wonderful gift that I was ever given. True miracles and a true gift to God. I found out that when I sang with Winona, it was like our voices were one. We decided we would try to pursue a singing career. And God blessed us and he showed us the way. It was, it was a time, it was the best of times, and it was also the worst of times. I've always had depression problems. I guess mental illness would be the best way to describe it. I developed some physical problems that ended our, our singing career too early. I I had many challenges that I faced, and I'm sorry to say that there were challenges that, that defeated me. No other way to describe it. My wonderful children did all they could for me. Sometimes I would be nasty to them when they didn't deserve it, and I did I did things. But they stuck with me and they tried their best. 
sadly, I made a bad decision. I took my own life. And I must say that I've had nothing but regrets over it since. How did the pressure of a professional singing career add to your depression? A singing career is very, very difficult. In the beginning, you're trying to get work. You're trying to get producers that will allow your music to be heard. You're trying to get radio stations to play your music. You're trying to establish yourself. It's very, very difficult to get a foundation for a professional singing career. When you're on tour, you're worrying that you will not get enough people. You are trying to decide what you want to do for your next record. If you're writing your own music, you have to focus on music that you think the people in the audience will like. Sometimes your music doesn't work, and basically it's a flop. That puts pressure on you because you don't know how that's going to affect your future work. There are many, many things that come into a professional performing career if you're not a very very strong person it can cause great damage to you mentally i can understand that what do you think was the main cause of your depression i had depression in my life plan it was something that i had to defeat and it was something that i had to work with all my life i guess the problems in my personal life laid the foundation for it. Raising my children put much pressure on me. And adding to that, trying to entertain people. So it was a combination. It was not like just one thing that happened. You stopped singing when you were diagnosed with hepatitis C in 1991, but essentially beat the disease. How did the diagnosis affect your depression? When I was diagnosed, they told me I had around three years to live. So if you have a foundation of depression, that type of information is not going to help you in any way, manner, or form. I dug in. I had drugs that were experimental at the time. And I did defeat hepatitis C. It was devastating at the time. It left long-term problems with my mental with my mental state. And a, a serious disease is something that will depress anyone. You have to reach down and you have to have a strong reliance on God. In my case, God knew that I had more things to do and that I could help some people. So he blessed me with healing 
energies. And I did try to respond to those healings as best I could. Yes, you began to publish self-help books for people with hepatitis. Did the fact that you were actually helping others have an effect on your depression? Did it help you? Yes. Many people would come to me and tell me that I was a great help for them. There's no better medicine for the soul or your mental state than a person coming to you and telling you that they, you've helped change your life for the better. That is the great joy of helping others. Sometimes you have no idea that you've helped them, but you, you do, and it does give you great happiness when they come to you and let you know. Yes, it does. What advice would you give to people with depression? I would advise them to try to remove as much toxicity from their life as possible. Sometimes it's impossible. It's impossible to get rid of the things that truly bother you. For instance, you may, your children may be having problems. You want to try to help them and there's nothing you can do to avoid that. Try to spend as much time with happy people. Don't spend time with people that upset you. Help others. Spend time outside. Physical activities. I mean, even something like going fishing will help take your mind off your problems. Basically, the best thing you can do is have a deep faith in God and pray to him to help you with your illness. Know the reason why you are depressed and try to do something about it. That's your best. And get professional help. Professional help is huge. Naomi, that's excellent advice. You were treated for PTSD and bipolar disorder also. Did those treatments have an adverse effect on your depression? Yes, those drugs created physical problems for me. They would affect my appearance. Sometimes I would have water retention problems, swelling. They could also affect my mood in an adverse way. Sadly, many medications that they give you for depressions are going to have side effects. And when you try to take those drugs, the only way you're going to find out is by taking those drugs. You have to understand that if a drug is having a bad effect, to make sure you immediately inform your doctor. Sometimes a drug will have a good and a bad effect. Make sure that your medical advisor has full knowledge of what is taking place. You had a strong religious belief in God. Did that have any effect on your depression? Absolutely. It's keep in mind it got me through a illness that they told me was going to take my life. I fought it for many, many years. It's not that I was exactly a spring chicken when I took my life. I was in my upper seventies. 
I kept asking for help, but I think as I grew older, I, I weakened in my control. My internal mechanisms started to shut down, and I just simply reached a point that I didn't want to fight it anymore. I know now that I should have. I know now that I made a terrible mistake. But I had a very, very strong belief in God. And even as I was as always coming home, that belief had a very strong effect on me. What was it that pushed you over the edge and caused you to take your own life? It was a combination of things. I think the aging process accelerated a lot of the side effects of the drugs. I had actually, with my daughter, planned to do a comeback tour. I had fear that we would fail. There were a lot of things that I, I just no longer had the strength to face. I wish... I wish that we had gone through with that comeback. I know that many people loved our music, but I guess that my mind and body were just not strong enough to move forward. So you think that doing that comeback tour could have prevented you from taking your own life? Had I had the ability to move ahead with it, I, I think it would have. I think that we would have done well, but I did not have the faith that it would work out for us. I truly wish that we that I had been a stronger person. What did you see as your soul left your body? I could see angels. I could see my family members. I could see my body on line there. I could see the terrible thing that I had done to it. I could see the blood flowing, and I knew immediately that I made a huge mistake. Okay, we are told that the worst thing about committing suicide is watching the grief you caused from the other side. Would you say that's correct? Absolutely, there's no doubt. The look on my daughter's faces when they learned what I had done was terrible. I cannot describe it. I saw it from this side. And then, as it became public knowledge, what I had done, the immense grief shown by so many people was astonishing to me. I had no idea that so many people still remembered our music and, and loved it so much. Watching the grief from over here, where you have almost universal vision, that is beyond any shadow of a doubt the worst. I'm still having trouble getting over that part. Was there anything that you could do to reduce the grief from the other side after you took your life? No. The only way you can reduce that grief is not to take your life. How long had you considered suicide? It had haunted me for many, many years. As I was getting older, I was losing some of my abilities. The meds were having harder, harsher effects on me, and I, I had considered it for many, many years. 
Would you ever consider taking your own life in a future life? Never. The grief, what I did to my daughters, what I did to my fans, I would never, ever in a future life let the bad things get take control of me. What kind of karma will you have in your future lives? We are discussing that now with the guides. I will have to do something to work with grief prevention. I might be a psychologist. Who knows? That would be wonderful. Naomi, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story with us. As Barry said earlier, I know it's not easy. Do you have a final message for our listeners? Yes, I would like to tell everyone out there that I love each and every one of you. I love performing. I wish that I had had better attitude towards it. I certainly love my daughters, always will. And when their time comes, I will be here waiting for them. Do not ever consider taking your own life. The repercussions can be very, very nasty. Watching all that grief I caused was heartbreaking. Working out the karma that I'll have to pay for that with my guides, that will not be easy either. I know that I'm not going to reincarnate until my daughters join me here so that I can apologize to them in person. I cannot, I cannot tell you all of the repercussions that have taken place because of my actions. Suicide is something that should never, ever be considered. The second I did that, I realized I'd made a huge mistake. Don't ever consider making that mistake. It is something that will haunt you over here Individuals don't really understand what takes place in heaven, but your actions in life do certainly affect it. I hope that some of you out there will tell others, if you know someone contemplating suicide, please speak to them. Don't let them do it. So I thank you so much. I thank you for allowing me to come through today. God bless all of you. And God bless you, Naomi. Okay, we're going to take another short break. When we come back, we're going to speak once again with one of our favorite guests, Robin Williams. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. 
Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. Have a question for Barry or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Tell your friends about us. Connie, one of our favorite guests, the spirit of Robin Williams, is here. Yes, we love Robin. Robin took his own life in 2014 after being diagnosed with a devastating illness. One of the greatest innovative comedians and actors, he was mourned throughout the world. Robin, welcome back. It's always a pleasure to have you join us. Would you like to begin with a message for our listeners? Hell yeah. I'm not <laughs> going to miss a chance to talk. I don't get many shots at this. <laughs> so it's like, good morning, America. You remember that one? Anyway. I want to tell anyone that's thinking about taking their own lives, don't do it. It's that simple. I did it. I made an ass of myself. I took my own life. I was afraid of what I was going to do to my family. I was also afraid of what it was going to do to me. I fought depression all my life. It's not funny. I was tried to be funny on the outside but I was full of worry on the inside. I fought it and I was doing pretty well until that damn illness came through. When the doctor told me that I was going to have Parkinson's and dementia together, I figured I wasn't even going to be able to remember where my medicine was. So I had an idea that Ending my life would be the best. It wasn't. It's not. Never will be. So I hope that all of you will reconsider if you're having depression and even letting suicide enter your mind. It's not the answer. So it's always hard for me to come back and talk about it, but I do it so that I can hope that someone out there is going to hear me and understand that what they're planning to do is is the worst possible thing. So here I am, Connie, got a couple more questions. Yeah, one or two, or maybe more. Is it Robin, as you said before, you were one of the funniest and best-loved comedians and actors. And when I found out that you suffered from depression, 
And we're still able to make so many of us laugh and enjoy life. That was terrible. What do you think was the root cause of your depression? I think that it's a basic insecurity. When you're when you're a funny person, <clears throat> you worry about not being able to make people laugh. There are many reasons depression can be part of your life plan. It can be a challenge that you have to work out. Well, I think it was just basic insecurities on my part that caused the problem. As you look back at your life, was there anything you could have done differently to cure that depression? <clears throat> I guess maybe I could have dug ditches. That would have uh, taken a lot of the pressure off. I wanted to entertain people. I wanted to do the best I could to make other people laugh. I've I thoroughly enjoyed doing what I did. But when you're in the entertain, entertainment industry, like Naomi said, it's a world of pressure. Sometimes you don't show that pressure to the world. You keep it inside. That's what I did. I should have probably talked to more people, got some professional help. Might have been able to, might have been able to ease it a bit, but it was just something that haunted me all my life. What worked best for you when you were trying to combat your depression? Keeping busy. Having work lined up in it that I knew was going to keep be busy into the future. I wanted to prove to the world that I could act. It's a big difference between making people laugh and, and taking parts in movies where you can prove to them that you can really be a good actor. You see, being a good actor was how I hid depression from the world. Sometimes I even kept, tried to keep it from myself. But the movies that I did, I took great pride in. And that, when I was rewarded for the, my acting, it made a big difference. Yes, indeed. What would you tell anyone with depression? How should they handle it? Everyone has to handle it differently. I tried to handle it by keeping it in. I would strongly suggest that anyone has serious depression. Everybody has bad days. Things happen. Loved ones die near to you. But I would suggest that anyone with serious depression speak to, to a professional. There's no, there is no sin in seeking help for mental illness. People with mental illness, it's very difficult for them. Others look down on them. They think they're nuts. They do many, many things to hurt these people and make it worse. I think the government needs to be more realistic about mental illness and provide benefits to people that have it. Sometimes I think the government wants you to commit suicide so that you don't have to pay for you. I think that's a real possibility, actually, now that I really do think about it. But depression is its an illness. It's not a sickness. It's an illness. It has to be treated. 
Okay, many of your symptoms sound the same as Naomi's. Uh, I know you two were speaking this morning, but before that, did you two usually speak together on the other side? Yeah, I had met Naomi when she came over. I knew that she was incredibly troubled, so I made a point of going to see her and speaking with her. I told her that she and I had the same stupid thing in common that we that we decided it was more important that we end our lives and seeing things through. And I told her that she just simply has to do her best to get over. She'll live more lives. She'll have more opportunities. It'll be possible for her to make up in some ways for what she did. So, yes, we do speak over here. Good. As you watch individuals fight depression from the other side, do you have any additional messages to try to give them? They are fighting the, one of the most serious battles they will ever face. Depression can take their lives. It's like going to war. You have to win the war. To win the war, you have to have tools. Professional tools are available. But quite often, it's very, very difficult to cure a deep depression. As I said earlier, professional help is, is, is an answer. Sometimes drugs make things worse. You have to have a strong faith in yourself. You have to have a strong faith in God. And you have to ask for help. You will, the odds of you beating this on your own are very slim. And if you try to fight it on your own, you may wind up where Naomi and I are. Okay, you only took the action you did after being diagnosed with that horrible disease. Was that illness a part of your life plan, Robin? Yes, it was. It was the way I was supposed to end my life. I wasn't supposed to end it with a rope. It was, it was my final to be learning experience. It was something that I need to do. And sadly, when I come back, I'm going to have to face something like it again. So when you do have to face it again, how will you react to the same diagnosis? I don't know, to be honest with you. I had a moment of weakness and I paid for it. I wish that I hadn't done what I did. I could not believe the grief I caused. I did not un totally understand just what people thought of me. You see, it's one thing for a person to sit in an audience and to clap and to laugh, but it's another thing for that person in the audience to show true love. I was astonished how many people showed true love for me through my acting and through my comedy. It was, it was a, a learning experience. Sadly, I had to learn it on this side. Your skills were a gift, Robin. As your soul left your body, what did you see? I could see my body hanging there, and I went, what in the hell have you done? Sadly, you see many things, and especially you see the grief. My family took it so hard. I made them so unhappy. I wish, I wish I could get the mistake back, 
but it's not going to happen. When you make that final decision, it's over. Will you describe heaven for us? It's a great place. I try to buy real estate here, but they won't sell it. It's <laughs> it's when you look around, it's beautiful. The colors, the intensities, the people. There's no evil here. There's nobody trying to stab you in the back or make you feel bad. You're all going to come here, so don't worry about it. You're going to love it. Are you considering reincarnating? Possibly. We have to see how all that works out. Okay. Robin, thank you so much for joining us again. We always enjoy your company. Do you have a final message for our listeners? Yes. Don't do what I did. Face your problems. Get professional help. Do the best you can. Let your family members know what's going on. Don't keep secrets. There's many things that can help you fight depression and suicide. If you know someone that's having a problem, go to them. Try to help them. Try to lead them. Let them know that there are people that still love them out there. Make sure they understand that suicide is not without penalties once you come to heaven. So thank you for allowing me to speak again. If you ask me, I guess I'll come back. I suspect we just might ask you again. Thank you so much, Robin. I love you. Okay, Robin, thank you so much. Next week, we're going to interview three famous artists, Leonardo da Vinci, Pierre Renoir, and Salvador Dali. I used to sell artwork, and I did a lot of stuff of pieces by Dali. He's an incredible character, and I can hardly wait to speak with him. We'll discuss their art and the importance of artwork in human lives. I'm going to soon be releasing my 10th book, Modern Messages of the Archangels. It's going to contain the messages of 20 different archangels. There's many around you. You might as well understand them. The book's going to tell you a lot of information about their energies. It's going to be on a, available on Amazon and softcover and ebook probably in about two weeks if everything goes right. Hey, I'd like to thank you all for joining us on the Voice America Variety Radio Network today. Word of mouth is the best advertising, so please tell your friends about our show. If you'd like to see more of our channelings, we have 500 videos now covering all aspects of the afterlife on our YouTube channel, which is in Barry's name. I know we've done suicide before. Depression and suicide is a terrible, terrible illness for our country. It brings people down. If you have any knowledge of somebody that you think may be considering taking their own lives, please contact them and tell them that that's not the right thing to do. Help them get through their problems. Help them solve their problems. So join us each Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Variety Network. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tune in next week for another informative and inspiring episode on the Voice America Variety Channel at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Thank you.